This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday. Hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, On today's show, we're going to do what we like to do at least once a week and replay a portion of College Football Weekly. Get you guys a couple picks, a couple of our best bets coming up this weekend in college football. Now remember, if you guys want all of our picks, if you want to hear everything we had, you'll have to go listen to College Football Weekly. You can find it anywhere you can find this podcast. But uh, yeah, go listen to that, get all of our picks. And as we do every week, we'll play back a portion of that right now. Enjoy. Rivalry game here, Florida going at Tennessee, currently 17-point road favorites. Um, you know, look. Oh, my God, he's taking Florida. There are there are three kind of sure things right now in, in college football you can count on. It's Wisconsin losing when they're at Northwestern, Michigan losing to Ohio State, and Tennessee losing to Florida. The Vols have, have lost 14 of the last 15 matchups between these two rivals, 2016 being the only win since 2004. Tennessee, they were 2-0 and and feeling great, and then the dam broke against Georgia, and they've been getting the shit kicked out of them ever since to the tune of five straight losses by double digits. Their pass defense is really bad. They're allowing 67% completion percentage to opposing quarterbacks, and that's the worst possible thing you could have against the Heisman frontrunner Kyle Trask and the Gators offense that is so good they were disappointed. They only scored 34 on Kentucky on Saturday. Um, I think the Gator fans going to be doing the chomp often on Saturday. I think they score a ton of points. I'm taking Florida minus 17. Okay, let me ask you a question, Will. Yeah. At what number would you not take Florida? Let's 26. say... Tw- <laughs> 26. Does no one listening who understands how lines work cringe at this? Guys. Hey, I'm square. I admit the it. The line is 17. Uh-huh. Will is saying he'll take all the way up to 26. So what do we say? Here's what I here's where I go. Look, I know Florida's better. I understand Florida's got a better team, better coaching staff, better all around, but guess what? This is a rivalry game. This is a game where one team in Tennessee will treat this like the national championship. Every penalty, every play, every down will be evaluated to that grade. I'll take Tennessee plus 17 points. That board. To keep this close and make this a game. Let's go, Tennessee. Hell yes. By the way, Alabama-Auburn was a rivalry game last week, and we saw how that went. So it doesn't necessarily mean it. But, hey, I don't, I'm not like, hating on your pick here. I just like the Gators in this one. Uh, we, next got up, the ga- we got Tennessee plus 17. Let's go. You better believe I'm sending a text after that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, it's Colorado going on the road to Arizona. What an asshole, Tyler, an I asshole. said just kidding. Relax. Uh, Colorado going on the road to Arizona, your Buffaloes. This game opened up with the Buffs a three-and-a-half-point favorites all the way up to seven-and-a-half now. Tyler, the Buffs are undefeated. They're 3-0 against the spread. I love their offense. I think the defense is improving. And most importantly, I got zero faith in Kevin Sumlin, who has Arizona 0-3 and looking terrible. I think the Buffs train continues to roll. I'm taking the Buffs minus seven-and-a-half. Let's make something very clear. No matter what team you like, no matter what team you hate, no matter who you bet on or bet against, any given college football weekend, you have to keep in mind, these spreads 
are determined by people who really don't know much about the program, right? They're trying to predict what's going to happen with this program, what's going to happen with this line. And we always talk about value. And I think value is so important. When you get a team who should be minus seven and they're giving up minus five because of recent results, things like that, that's a good thing. What you get here with CU and Arizona is a lack of value on CU. This thing opened up three and a half. It's moved seven and a half. I don't recommend anybody, anybody go bet Colorado minus seven and a half. That's too many points. That's simply too many for me to feel comfortable with. Now, here's the thing. If this line goes back to where it opened up and you get Colorado minus three and a half, Go make that bet all day. Minus four, four and a half, five, five and a half, six, all the way up to six and a half. Because you get a better team who is right now overrated. And Will, I love Colorado. I say this all the time, and I love CU. But if you take CU right now, minus seven and a half, I think you're crazy. So are you going to take Arizona? Is this a bet board? I'm taking Colorado minus seven buying the points. Okay. Anything, so you don't want the half point. Anything else, I'm running away. I'm not for sure going to bet on Arizona. I'm not going to bet on the Wildcats, but I also don't want to bet on Colorado minus seven and a half points for a team, frankly, who has not proven they can pull away from anybody. So I like CU. I like CU to win. But when you get up on the, on the, on the range of swallowing seven and a half points, I like CU. Not Just not at the number. Points. Yeah, I mean, we, we missed the value with that much movement. Even still, if I'm forced to it, I, I like the buffs there, minus seven and a half. Moving on, uh, Indiana at Wisconsin. So this game opened up with uh, Wisconsin a ten and a half point home favorite. It's now up to 14. Uh, no Michael Penix Jr. for Indiana. We talked about that. He's done for the year. They got Jack Tuttle, who's a transfer quarterback from Utah. He got a little bit of action last week after uh, Penix went down. He went five for five, uh, but you know, not a huge sample size. Obviously, um, he was a four-star guy coming out of high school, highly you know touted recruit, but yet to be seen uh, what he really looks like uh, playing in college football. Um, Wisconsin, they're coming off the loss to Northwestern, had their game against Minnesota canceled. Indiana, their you know their offense. It's relied heavily on the pass game and their bigger matchups. And without Penix, you do have to wonder if they can take deep shots so they can get the ball to their good receivers, Wap Fillier, Ty Freifogel. Uh, the Badgers, they've won 10 straight against Indiana, and they've been mostly blowouts, but no games since 2017. That's kind of when Tom Allen really started to get improvement from this Indiana team. So we don't have uh, a, a great you know measurement for this matchup for what uh, you know the Indiana team that we've seen recently. Um, to me, you know, look, I don't think Indiana is going to win this game. I think Wisconsin's got a lot to play for, even though I believe they are eliminated just from the games that have been canceled from playing in the Big Ten Championship game. I still think they have, you know, a lot to play for with young guys. They want to prove they're still good, but this is just too many once it's climbed up to 14. Indiana's defense is still very good. They fight hard. They're well coached. I, I think the Hoosiers keep it close enough to cover. I'm going to take the Hoosiers plus 14. Plus 14? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we'll go it. <laughs> he wanted it. He wanted it, but you know I what? Did. The booze couldn't overcome the gambling brain. Oh, that's the gambler in him. He just wants it. So I know. I know. I did. Um, no, it's really the gambler in him that kept him away. I think that's what it is. He wanted it, but he's not going to take it. 
That's fair. Look, there's too many question marks probably with with uh, Penix being out. But uh, I just no, it's not Penix. It's Wisconsin. I don't know how good this team is. Yeah, I've been saying true. for weeks now. We don't know how good this Wisconsin team is at all. It's not Indiana. Not Penix. Not. 14 and a half points or 14, 14. whatever, that's a lot to give up. And yeah. I'm not about to do that on the whim. So okay. I have to feel good if I'm giving up 14, not the right spot. All right, fair enough. Uh, going to the SEC, Texas A&M going at Auburn. Aggies a seven-point road favorite, open three and a half. Uh, they're still kind of flying under the radar. I know they're ranked fifth or sixth or whatever in the playoff rankings, but no one's really talking about them. Uh, when they're, they they're, crush here. They crush here. They're definitely a team that can sneak into the playoffs. They might crush here. We'll see. I mean, seven, seven's a, you know, it's a big number, but it's not insane. Um, they just need to beat Auburn and Tennessee, and then they got that real shot to get in the playoff. Uh, I think Auburn, you know, Auburn, they got the shit kicked out of them by an Alabama team that didn't even have Nick Saban on the sideline. This Auburn team goes as Bo Nix goes. And although the AM pass defense hasn't really been special, it's solid. Uh, the real talent of this defense, though, is against the run. They're maybe the best run defense in the country, which is good for them in this game because they can take away the run game of Auburn, get an early lead, force Bo Nix to beat you. I don't have faith in him doing that. Um, I don't know how much fight is left in this Auburn team after losing to Alabama. I like the Aggies minus seven. I love I love the Aggies minus seven. <laughs> <laughs> Tower seeing pink elephants. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow no I love him man I, I think Auburn is a bad team Bo Nix now I mean how long has it been I gave up what week three week four on Bo Nix like we need to understand move the page turn the page he's gonna be replaced very soon yeah. and I think Texas A&M seven points this is short this is very short to me this says to me the market looks at one team like they should be in one place right A&M and another team, like they are in one place, Auburn. It's like, no, we have further movement to decide. A&M, better than a lot of people think. Auburn, worse than a lot of people think. Therefore, let's go Aggies. Okay, love it. And last but not least, Alabama at LSU. This should have been a big matchup, but LSU's been struggling. A revenge game for Alabama. Again, we don't, get, we don't see that all the time. You know, people... Might remember Coach O after beating Alabama last year. He said, "He said, roll tired, what fuck you in the locker room afterwards." You know, and that got leaked. Um, you know, Nick Saban doesn't get a lot of opportunities to to uh, motivate his guys using revenge, and for this time, he can. Uh, LSU, they're bad. Bama's great. I know that's like a really simple way to look at it, but they have a reason to run up the score. You know, they need the style points. You got no Terrence Marshall for LSU. Uh, you know, the line is huge. But Bama continues to win by big margins. They're top five nationally in win margin. Uh, 29 and a half is a big number. I still, I think they blow out LSU. I'm taking Bama 29 and a half. I hope you guys like that. And uh, once again, College Football Weekly. Give it a follow and listen to it anywhere you can find this podcast. Hope you guys got something out of those picks. And we'll talk to you soon on The Sharp Angle.